Kitty, I'm your host Laura, and welcome to the first episode of the Epic Podcast. Okay, so since this is the first episode of the podcast, I'd like to introduce myself if nobody knows me. Um, so my name is Laura. It's my first episode of any podcast. I've never done a podcast before, and I'm just a silly little guy. I think that's all you really need to know about me. But yeah, I'm just a silly little guy. <laughs> Um, I'm not really well, um, well, yeah, I'm not really well, but I, I don't really know how to talk that well. <laughs> I very much have a lot of trouble, as you can see. I have a lot of trouble with speaking and making coherent sentences, so this can be a little bit difficult for me, but I want to do this, so I'm making a podcast. This is my first episode. <laughs> um, so for my first episode, I was thinking of talking about my lore, which is basically just childhood stories, because I can talk about them for hours. I have so many. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is my lore episode. This is a little bit of insight of my childhood and some stories that are just very memorable, because I, I don't know, I feel like they've changed me. Not really, but you know. <laughs> um... I think the first thing I want to talk about is bus nine drama. So, in elementary school, I had um, like my one of my best friends was name is Kiki, and she moved to where she moved to like my neighborhood when I was like, I think when we were like in third grade or fourth grade, and we instantly became like such good friends. And on the way back, like home from school in the afternoon we we would just like play like little games with like like little make little stories with like our two keychains because <laughs> for i think for her birthday i got us like two matching keychains and they're like these little like fluffy guys i don't know they're really cute um and we just made little stories and just like played with them like we were in elementary school what else would we be doing on the bus ride home and we just make little stories and people would be so entertained. Like, everybody would come on the bus and be like, oh my god, are you guys gonna, like, make a story today? Like, about with their little guys. I completely forgot their names. I wish I did. But people would be so excited. Like, people are great because we were supposed to sit with our grade. And, yeah, and the, everybody around us would just, like, watch us play. <laughs> it was really fun. And then, I, I don't know how it developed into this, but me and her made kind of, like, a like a radio thing we had like a whole intro we had like a whole beat and everything and i was the co-host she was the host um it was called bus nine drama because <laughs> we were bus nine there's no drama on the bus we don't we wouldn't really talk about anything on the bus we would just like talk i don't even know what we talked about and we had a whole theme song called bus nine drama it was from i know we started in fourth grade to fifth grade people loved it people were like oh my god are you making a bus are you doing bus night drama today every single day i mean if the other person wasn't there obviously we wouldn't be doing it but if we were both there which was mostly every time we would do bus night drama and it was really fun actually and one day during recess we made like paper um microphones and then we used those microphones <laughs> to like talk into during um during our bus night drama um radio whatever podcast oh my god it was literally a po i was we literally had a podcast before podcasts were a thing i think podcasts were a thing at the time i don't know but we made oh my god i was literally a podcast person podca podcaster i don't know what they're called um wow 
I'm a trendsetter, what can I say? But yeah, um, <laughs> and then one day I brought like, what's it called? I my, my mom and my dad, they love like karaoke and my family loves to do karaoke and we had a karaoke machine at the time and we had just like these real, like real microphones and then i was like oh my god i'm gonna take two microphones and bring them to school and then we can have actual microphones for bus nine drama like they, i would not plugged in just like having the microphone there i'm like that would be so cool and i brought them they're really heavy they made my backpack really heavy so it's these two microphones i was carrying it was, it was literally in fourth grade i was a little girl carrying these two microphones in my backpack just so I can use them after school on the bus for like 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> I got caught and then my mom was mad at me and then we only could be, we were only able to use them for like three days, I think I remember. But that was so cool. I brought them out and she was so happy. She's like, holy, not holy shit, because we were in fourth grade. She was like, oh my god, real microphones for Bus Night Trauma. And it was so cool. Um, Okay, that's one story. I think, okay, I'm going to bring up another series of stories, and it's all centered around <laughs> my sister lying to me. My sister was obsessed with lying to me as a child. I don't know why, maybe just sister-sibling things, but she would lie to me about the most random thing, and one of the two most memorable stories I always tell to, like, a lot of people but one story I always tell is the one about the alligator under my bed. So when when we were ki- when we were kids, we slept in the same room and our rooms are opposite side of the our beds were on the opposite side of the room. <laughs> and one day it was just we were just in our room hanging out and she was on her bed, I was in my bed and um all of a sudden she's like, "Flora, do not get off your bed. There is an alligator under your bed." I was like, "Oh my god." mind you (laughs) we're in connecticut there's how the fuck would an alligator get under my bed we lived like no rivers like i don't even i don't think we lived near any rivers i don't think i've ever seen an alligator at this point in my life and she's like laura there's an alligator under your bed like you cannot get off your bed there's an alligator under your bed i'm like oh my god are you kidding me she's like no there's an alligator under bed and i was scared i was so scared i would i was on my bed for like 30 minutes like this went by this went going for like 30 minutes like she stood to that bit and 30 minutes later after she's like done with it she was like oh actually i lied to you it was for my homework there's no alligator under your bed and i was like what she's like yeah there's no alligator under your bed it was for my homework so i had to do it so she like i don't know I thought that was crazy. It was just funny. <laughs> but I always tell that story all the time. Um, and then the next time she lied to me... So I have a another cousin named Chris. My sister's name is Sophia. And my cousin, he is like around the same age as me. We were born the same year. And we were like, we were like best friends. We still are. Like as kids, we were like really, really close. And <laughs> so we were just as gullible to Sophia's lies like because we were little kids you know we're the same age so it was during the summertime we were at chris's house (laughs) and chris had a pretty big backyard and it was pretty cool and there's like i don't know there's a lot of we always like played back there because it was just a lot of fun to play back there and just explore and stuff and there's like this weird little like circle area made out of rocks like 
little pebbles I don't know it was just like made in a circle <clears throat> and it was just there since they moved in and Sophia convinced convinced us one day that that was like pirates made that and the world was gonna and she's like she read she picked up a pebble she's like oh my god you can't you guys can't believe this there's like things on this pebble that says if we if <laughs> if we don't do something right now the world's going to end in like I don't know the world's going to end and me and Chris were like what how can we save the world what can we do and so to get to Chris's house from the backyard you had to like run across the because we were like in the most back side of the of the like of the backyard and you had to run across the yard and then up these steps like a lot of steps to get to the to get to like the entrance of the not the entrance but the back entrance of the house because it was like on at the bottom because that was like the basement but you couldn't access the basement from the house so you had to climb up a lot of steps to get into the kitchen and to like the patio then to the kitchen so she's like okay so you have to go all the way to the kitchen get a spoonful of of salt or sugar one of those two and you need to dump it into here you need to do it 50 times in order to save the world and i kid you not me and chris were running back and forth getting these spoonfuls of sugar or something and we did it, I don't know, I don't, I'm pretty sure we did not do it 50 times because we were little kids. I don't think we can run that many times, 50 times. I think we did it like around 15 or 10 times. And Sophia was like, okay guys, I think we saved the world. I think that was enough. I think we did it. She like sat there the whole entire time watching us running back up and down these steps across the yard, putting these spoonfuls of sugar inside of the circle of like rocks that was just there. Like we still don't know why they were there. They were just there. <laughs> and... And later that day, Sophia tells us that she was lying. We didn't save the world. And there was no pirates making circles of rocks and telling us curses on the rocks. She was just plain up lying. And I don't know, that shaped me. I saved the world that day. I still believe I saved the world that day. And she just didn't want to tell us. But, you know, it did. It did. Um... I mean, I think those were the only two stories I can remember Sophia lying to us, or just to me, too. I think th that I can remember. I know she just did it a lot. <laughs> I mean, she would always tell us that she lied afterwards, like, right immediately or, like, a little bit after, but <laughs> I just think that's funny. Um, I think another... <laughs> I think another story from my childhood that shaped me as the person I am today was my cousin Valerie convincing me to steal chapstick from Walgreens. So, um, me and my cousin, we went to, me. it was me, my cousin Valerie, and my mom. We went to Walgreens for some reason. And my mom was at the checkout, and me and Valerie were at the checkout too. And you know how, like, in Walgreens, there's, like, we were little, by the way. We were, like, probably in, like, first kindergarten, I don't know, first grade or kindergarten. And at the checkout area, you know, like, there's, like, a bunch of, like, those little, like, you know, like, there's gum, and then there's, like, the candy bars and stuff like that, and there's also, like, chapstick, and Valerie saw the chapsticks, I remember, it was the Burt's Bees, like, tube chapstick, and she's, like, and at the time, I think I had, like, a little purse, because I wanted to, I don't know, I felt grown, and I wanted a little purse at the age of, like, eight, and she's, like, Laura, you need to put these in your bag, like, put them in your bag, I, trust me, you won't get caught, put these in your bag, and then I think about, like, she put like five chapsticks in my bag and we got out and nobody caught us and <laughs> i remember we got home we got to valerie's house 
we didn't go to my house we went to her house and then she took the chapstick she's like okay thank you i really needed these like who i don't think she needed five birds beast chapsticks i think she was just feeling crazy that day it made me her partner in crime and um (laughs) so i don't know how this happened but then i think like a day later during the afternoon like i was just at home chilling and my mom's like laura did you steal chapstick from Walgreens yesterday? I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, holy shit, how did she know? But I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, Valerie told me, Valerie told me that you, that you and her stole chapstick at Walgreens. And she's like, Valerie showed me the chapstick and I never bought chapstick. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, Valerie told me to do it. And I was like blaming Valerie for it. But I'm like, I could have told her no, but I also just did it. And then I got in trouble. Um, I wasn't allowed to use my iPad for three days, which was a big deal for me. It was during the summer, too, but I just played outside instead. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, okay, this is not only a really prevalent story or kind of like a story in general, but I remember I was in kindergarten and we were, I lived in Connecticut and sometimes we took like trips to like road trips, just little day trips to like New York. <laughs> so this one, we went to New York, we were driving to New York and I'm a kid, I fall asleep in the car. It was like an hour and a half, two hour drive to get to New York. And I had this like, just like a regular can of like original like Pringles. And I remember like the label, like, you know how there's like Pringles, like, the look of pringles on it like no what am i talking about they just have like a picture of pringles like printed on the can and for some reason it had like a little like green like stain on it it kind of looked more green than it like the normal color of a pringle and i'm like when i wake up from my nap that i'm gonna take because i knew i was really sleepy and i'm like was going to go to bed i'm like i have to remember this green spot like i want to remember this green spot on this pringle and it was super small. And so when I woke up from like the nap I took during the road trip, I remember that green pingle, <laughs> not pingle, green pringle or the green spot on the pringle. But the thing is, I still remember it to this day. Like I have like a photographic memory of the moment that I like of that green pringle. And I, I just think that's so weird. <laughs> like I still remember. I think that's my, when I'm, like I think the fact that I force myself that was the first time i did it i always try to do it over the years i'm like okay i need to remember this and then i just forget but that green pringle just is stuck in my brain i just think it's really funny um i mean those are kind of all the childhood stories i can remember right now i wrote some down but i didn't think i was going to talk about them this fast it's only like 15 minutes into the podcast Today's episode is sponsored by McDonald's. It's time to introduce you to the latest crave-inducing delight, the McWraps. Picture this. Tender grilled chicken, crispy fresh veggies, and an explosion of flavors all neatly wrapped in a soft tortilla. But hold on, because it gets even better. Are you ready for this epic news? You can snag your McWraps on an exclusive 20% discount. Just use the code EPIC. That is E-P-I-C- epic when you order at mcdonald's and boom instant savings while you indulge in these delicious mcwraps trust me kitty patootie these mcwraps are not your average wraps they're a taste adventure a journey of flavors that'll have your taste buds doing a happy dance and with that epic code you're not just savoring the goodness but you're also saving while you're at it 
So make your way to McDonald's, order these McWraps, and don't forget to use the code EPIC. That is E-P-I-C, EPIC, at checkout, and enjoy that fantastic 20% discount. It's a win-win situation. Epic flavors and epic savings, all in one bite. And thank you to McDonald's for sponsoring today's episode. Okay, well, welcome back to the podcast, Kitty Bazuti. Um, during the break, I thought about more childhood stories because I'm like, I have so many. I have like so many to tell. As during like the beginning of the episode, I said I could talk about them for hours, but like I just completely blanked on them. But I remember a couple of them that I can probably talk about for a while. So a big prevalent one to my lore is that I think yeah, in the first grade I broke my left leg. <laughs> Um, that was the first time I broke a bone and the only time, as far as I know, that I broke a bone. Um, so the story goes, it was me and my cousin Valerie, the one I sold the chapstick with. Um, we, I lived on, like, a hill and, like, at a dead end where, like, there's a circle and, like, cars can go around the circle and go back up. I know there's a word for it. Um, my partner told me the other day, but I don't remember what they said what it was but so well we would we would love to ride bikes my dad's a cyclist so he just like one of the first things we remember learning to do outside was like riding a bike and we had to ride a bike when i was little and this bike that i rode i was riding um the brakes didn't work that well and i didn't wear a helmet or like any other protection it was just me on this bike that barely worked and we we're going down the hill if you go down the hill without braking you can go very very fast so it was just me valerie was behind me and we were just taking turns going down the hill and then we went all the way to like a further part of the hill to get even faster it was just me and her outside and this day there was like a bunch of people over like we just always have parties because i'm dominican and we have big ass family so there was just a bunch of people at my house that day but for the reason it was just me and valerie playing in the front in the on the hill so um we were I went really far up and I went down and while I was like turning around in that circle to like go back up I was going too fast the brakes barely worked so I was not braking and then I fell as I was turning on the sidewalk and then the bike fell on my left leg and I just instantly started crying I'm like I just I at this point of my at this point I of course I didn't know my broke my leg was broken or the my left bone was broke my left leg bone was was broken and i was crying i was crying valerie's like oh my god i'm gonna get some help i'm gonna get some help she went inside and it's like a far walk from like not a far walk but we were little kids it would take like a minute two minutes to get inside the house to get somebody then come back it'll take even longer but luckily one of my cousins um or i think it was yeah i don't know if she was my cousin or my like a really far like like I don't really know how she's related to me but she luckily she was like um in the front yard on the phone and then she saw Valerie running and she's like what's wrong with wrong?" she's like Valerie's like Laura Laura <laughs> Laura's hurt so she went she came down she um she picked me up and then she brought me inside and everybody was inside and I was just crying and crying but I was like a crybaby. I mean, I still am to this day. But I was always emotional. I always cried over everything. And my my I remember my dad. He was like, "No, she's just crying. She's little. She always does this. She it's just like a little. She just fell a little bit. It's okay." 
And my mom was like, no, I think this is serious because I was crying for such a fucking long time. My leg was broken. Of course, nobody knew this. Neither did I. And I was crying for so long. I remember my grandma was also there. My grandma that like she lives in Dominican Republic and she was there. I don't know why she was there. She just was. And she's like, she's like, yeah, I don't think this is just like a little like a little thing. Like she's been crying for a while and I can see she's really, really hurt. Like there's no visible way you could kind of see my leg was broken either. So my dad finally was like, okay, fine, I'll take her to the hospital or I don't know where we went, honestly. We went to some hospital, and it, my my mom brought me, me, my dad, my mom, my sister, and I think somebody else was there. They brought me to the hospital. They took x-rays of my leg and stuff, and and I don't know how this works, but they didn't send me back home in a cast, nor did they say that my leg was broken. They sent me back with, like, the bandage wraps. Like, like I could still move my leg. It wasn't in a cast or anything, and I was still in a lot of pain like so much pain i remember during the x-rays they're trying they're making me move my leg and stuff and i was in excruciating pain it hurt so bad and to this day i have never seen an x-ray of my leg everybody else in my family has and i hadn't seen the x-ray of my own leg which i thought was really annoying i remember like can i see my leg in the x-ray i remember saying that and they're like yeah yeah we'll show you and they never fucking did which is very rude and disrespectful but they did give me a plushie at the hospital it was a little lion it was really cute um, I don't remember what happened to it, but I thought it was really cute, and I still remember the line. Um, but then I remember, I think the next day, or, like, the day after that, um, I mean, for that whole night and the whole day, I was, I could not get out of bed, obviously, <laughs> but they brought me to another hospital, or doctor's office, or whatever, and I remember my doctor, Dr. Tom, he's the one, like, I got more x-rays done, and they finally put a cast on me and they made i got to choose the color and i chose bright pink like it was the brightest fucking pink it was neon neon pink like it was an obnoxious like it was an annoying pink like it was so bright and i was obsessed with it i loved it it went up to like i broke like the the bone that's like i don't know what it's called but it's like in the lower like it's the one in near my calf like that bone i don't know what it's called but I didn't bring, like, the upper leg. I broke, I broke the bone in the lower leg. And, um, but the cast went up all the way up to, like, my thigh. Like, it went all the way to my upper thigh. It was so long. It was, like, they had to do it a lot. And I remember they tried to make me get crutches, but I was scared to use them. <laughs> I was really scared as a child. I mean, I still am. I'm scared of everything. Um, but I was really scared to use the crutches, so... I never did use the crutches and they had to get me a wheelchair. I mean, I still got the crutches, they still gave me them, but then I also got a wheelchair and I just was using the wheelchair to get everywhere. And in my house, we had, like, when, in my childhood home, like, when you walked in, there wasn't, like, you, there's a stairs to go up and a stairs to go down. So anywhere, if you want to go to anywhere in the house, you had to use the stairs. And me with my broken leg, I couldn't really do that. <laughs> Obviously, I couldn't really walk. So I remember I just, I was on my butt the whole entire time. I was, because I never used a wheelchair inside. I only used the wheelchair when I was like out and about, which was really rare because I didn't really go anywhere with my broken leg. And I was, I remember just scooting around all over the floor because I was not about to stay in bed all day. Like, no, I was little. I had a lot of energy. Like I am, I was in first grade. I remember I didn't have to, I couldn't go to school for 
couple I think it was like two weeks or something which is like a really long time and I had it like my sister brought home my homework and she I remember she's like okay since I was in the first grade I can teach you and she taught me stuff so she could help me (laughs) understand my homework and stuff and she brought it in for me and then I remember when I finally went back to school I kid you not every single day at least 10 times a day like during recess and stuff and other like in the hallway and I had a wheelchair so I was like people would just like come up to me they were like oh my god what happened how did you break your leg and I was so annoyed because I kept having to repeat myself and I hate repetition I hate having to repeat myself so many times and hate just like repeating noises in general but especially if I have to do it so many times I hate it and I kept having to say how I broke my leg and blah 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 and I remember my first grade teacher assigned me like a helper to like help me like I don't know like go to the bathroom like bring me to the bathroom so I had to use a walker to get up and then to like sit on the toilet and stuff <laughs> and my helper I I assigned the helper or she volunteered and I'm like of course because she was like my really good friend her name was Disha I still remember her to this day I wonder I hope she is well um and she helped me just like all the time she would push me around and stuff like that and I don't know and I broke and then I was in that cast for a while I don't really remember the months I think it was during September like the first couple weeks of the of like the school year and then I eventually got my cast I they took off the cast and put another cast on it was like it was to like my knee and down it still covered my foot too and I think I chose orange or green. I, th- I I think I chose orange. I chose orange at the time. And I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. I finally see my thigh and like I have so much more leg. <laughs> it was so cool. I thought it was like super cool. Then I, I still was using a wheelchair too. I was still scared to use the crutches. I kept trying to use them, but I literally could not. My sister had a blast using crutches at home. Like we still had them at home and she had so much fun using them. <laughs> Um, but I remember during this time, we had a really, like, big front yard, and we had, like, a lot of trees around us, too, so we would, like, make, like, leaf piles and jump in. I remember jumping in with, like, my cast and everything. It was, I still had fun regardless. I had the cast on my leg in in a wheelchair and could not walk, obviously. Excuse me. But, um, and then I think it was during Halloween time. I was, I was Batwoman, I think, I, yeah, I was Batwoman for some reason, I didn't know any superhero stuff or anything, I just thought she looked really cool, and the costume looked really cool, so I was Batwoman for Halloween, um, and I remember the Batwoman costume came with, like, not these real boots, but, like, these things you put over your shoes to make it look like you're wearing like long leather boots <laughs> I remember putting them on my cast and everybody was like oh my god that's so cool like you put it over your cast it did not work well it didn't cover the whole cast but I remember I thought it was super cool and I got a lot more candy because I was in the wheelchair too <laughs> um but that was a fun Halloween and then after the cast that went up to my knee I got a smaller one that went to like my like the middle of my calf to my foot for some reason I remember that I think that one was orange and the other one was green so this one was orange and the orange cast I had it for I don't remember I can't remember time or how long I had it but I had it for a little while and then after 
I got, I still in the, I think I still was in the wheelchair at this time. I think I never got to the crutches. Honestly, I can't remember. But then after that, I got a boot and I could finally walk, but I had this big ass boot. (laughs) And I remember walking into school that day. Um, My mom would drop me off, obviously, because I couldn't take the bus. And my mom dropped me off at school and I used the boot and I was like always the last one there because <laughs> I don't know, my mom was always late and I was the last one in there and everybody was like, when I walked into the classroom, everybody was clapping because I could finally walk and I didn't have to wear, uh, what's it called, a boot. And I made like a little gift for Disha because just, you know, I got like a little, a lot of plushies, some gift cards to like Build-A-Bear, candies and stuff and I gave it to her because I was like, thank you for helping me when I have my wheelchair. <laughs> um i think she moved the next year or something because i don't remember her throughout my i just remember her in first grade so i don't know if she was still there the other years in elementary school but i don't know she was sweet and i felt i felt i felt so embarrassed walking in everybody clapping because i hated attention i did i hated the fact i was in a wheelchair general because that just brought me more attention and i had to talk to more people i hated it so much and then when they all clapped for me when i walked in I'm like please don't do that <laughs> I felt so embarrassed, but I could finally walk, and it was super slay, um, but yeah, that is how I broke my leg, and hopefully I don't do it again, and the thing is, out of all the cousins, like, I have so many cousins, I was the, like, the least reckless person, like, I was scared of everything, I was so careful about everything that I did so I wouldn't hurt myself, but I am the only one out of, like, all the cousins during our childhood that broke a bone, and it was just, we, me and my cousins talk about it all the time, like, out of all the people, I was the least likely to break my bone, but I was the one that broke my, I was the one that broke my bone, like, I broke a bone, and it was just funny, like, we even had, like, a trampoline in the background, and nobody ever got injured in the trampoline, I didn't, of course, get injured, but, like, it was just... (laughs) I was the last person you could expect to break a bone, but I did. And that was a time of, it was, I don't know how long it took me to, he- took to like heal. I don't remember. Probably a couple months. Okay, another prevalent childhood story that I have is the, I wrote it down in my notes called the Chibu scandal. <laughs> so, Chibu was a plushie that I got from my aunt when I was first born like she gave it to me when I was first born like my first ever plushie literally ever and his name was Chibu I don't know what that means it was just Chibu and it still is um obviously (laughs) but yeah his name was Chibu he's like this bunny um with like a little like ribbon on him I don't know he's a really cute plushie but I was attached to that like stuffed animal i did not go anywhere without it my mom told me this story once when i think i was little we were traveling to like the mega republic just to visit and she or i accidentally left chibu like in like the little waiting area before you got on the plane and they had a <laughs> and i was like crying and crying and i would not stop crying and my mom like begged them for to like ask them to please just get it for me because i would not be able to like function without it and then they actually did and brought it back and it was really sweet of them but i remember i don't remember it but my mom has told that story to other people me as well multiple times um but i was attached to that um what's it called to that stuffed animal and then one year 
or it was a Halloween, and I don't, I think I was in, like, preschool or kindergarten, I think it was in kindergarten, and it was Halloween, I, of course, Chibu came with me during Halloween, I brought him literally everywhere, and I, I haven't started school yet at this point, I, th- I, I, I went to preschool, but I didn't bring Chibu to preschool, but anywhere else, I brought him, and I brought him during Halloween, and I have a cousin, his birthday is on Halloween, so I remember every time after we trick-or-treated, we went to his house, and we had, like, a little party after everybody trick-or-treated, and then we would trade and stuff, and, like, celebrate his birthday, and I remember bringing him to his house, because we went straight after trick-or-treating, and, you know, it was just all the cousins, aunts, uncles, just the whole big family, and this, this celebrating the birthday, and then when I got home, I realized that I don't have Chibu anymore, like, I don't know where he is and I asked my aunt I'm like can you please look she looked everywhere in every crevice she looked everywhere but I remember him being at the house but I can't remember bringing him back like I do not remember at all we checked my house like every nook and cranny <clears throat> like we checked everywhere and we could not find this plushie anywhere we we're like where could it be and then weeks days weeks months passed and we just you know you never found him until we moved out and we lived in the house for about like I'm gonna say like eight seven eight years we lived in there for so long and my uncle lived with us because he lived in like the room downstairs all of our rooms were upstairs he lived in the rooms in a room downstairs so it was like a bathroom and stuff and he just lived with us and he was like he moved out of the house first and while he was moving out he's like hey lord look what i found in my room and it was my fucking plushie chibu i'm like where did you find that he was like it was just in my room it was like on a shelf like i just found him i'm like i've been looking for him for years it has been like seven years at this point and he just had it in his room like we've talked about like the chibu scandal so many times throughout the years and he was in the room with us he literally lived with us he was there when i was trying to find him and he just had it in his room and he was talking about it like he's like oh yeah he's i just found him in my room i'm like what how did he get there he's like i don't know he was just in there i never go into his room i've never i don't think i've, I've been in his room like three times i know for fact that i never brought chibu there and it was just i don't know it was just so weird and I still think about it today. I'm like, why the fuck was my plushie in his room? I asked him. He just doesn't have an answer for me. She's like, he was just there. I'm like, I don't know. And my mom thought it was really weird. I mean, everybody thought it was really weird. It's just, he just had it. And then I remember the first, the day we got back, we got him back. I kind of forgot about him, honestly, at this point. But my mom was ecstatic. She's like, oh my god, Chibu's home. He's finally home. I'm like, he's been here the whole time, apparently. And I remember we went to, we went to, like, build a bear. My mom bought him, like, a little outfit. She washed him. And, I don't know, it was cute. I still have him. My I, my mom has him. She has him displayed in her room. Um, But, yeah. So, that's the Chibu scandal. A very big scandal. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, another big thing about me when I was a kid was I was obsessed with mermaids well I still love mermaids now like absolutely love mermaids the other day I watched like a docuseries on Netflix like I think it was like four or five episodes about like just professional mermaids and 
I watched the whole thing. <laughs> I sat through and watched the whole thing because I couldn't sleep. And then just kept watching more episodes. It was so entertaining for me. I was obsessed with mermaids. Um, but I was obsessed with mermaids. It all started with watching the show H2O, Just Said Water. Such a good show. Or at least I remember it being such a good show. <laughs> I haven't watched it since I was a kid. But it was me, my cousin Chris, and Sophia. My sister Sophia. We watched the show together and we became obsessed with mermaids. I would say I was more obsessed with mermaids than the others. But because I still am obsessed with mermaids to this day. And I was obsessed with mermaids. Anything mermaid. I wanted to be a mermaid. I was so obsessed. I remember me and Chris specifically we would search up on YouTube like at the time we weren't allowed to be on YouTube for some reason they just didn't allow us to go on YouTube but we would go on YouTube we would search up a mermaid potion or how to make a mermaid potion or how to turn into a mermaid and we make these weird ass con- like like potions and they're like sink or something we would say whatever the like the little girl said in the video like there were these little girls who's making how to be a mermaid potion or stuff like that on youtube and we would follow them they're like oh my god she knows what she's talking about um and we would do them and then we never made it we never became a mermaid obviously um i remember for like three years in a row me and chris and sophia would wish like when we blew out our candles for our birthdays we would wish the three of us would become mermaids like h2o mermaid so like when you touched water you would become a mermaid and i remember every single time after any of us blew the candle we would rush to the sink put our hands under the water to see if we would turn into a mermaid and unfortunately we didn't never we never became mermaids um the birthday wishes never worked unfortunately i wish it did i really want to be a mermaid <laughs> to this day um and then um, and never we were like in a pool, especially me and Chris, what we would do, we wouldn't do it in the public pool, but we, when I, I finally got a pool for like the last couple of years I lived in like the house, like my childhood home, we would tie, <laughs> we'd get scrunchies and we would tie our ankles together, like just wrap the scrunchie around our ankles and just swim like mermaids. <laughs> it wasn't, it sounds more dangerous than it was because our pool was like, two three feet it was it was not high um or deep that's the word deep but <laughs> we would tie our legs with the scrunchie and swim like mermaids and play mermaids we play mermaids so many times like countless of times we'd play mermaids and we when we played barbie me and chris would be mermaids and we would just always make a mermaid timeline or story but yeah, I was obsessed with mermaids. I remember <laughs> I remember this one time I was in the car with my mom and she's like, Laura, what do you want to be when you grow up? And this was in the height of my mermaid obsession. And I'm like, if I tell you, you're gonna you're gonna laugh at me. She's like, No, tell me. And I'm like, I wanna be a mermaid. <laughs> she laughed at me, obviously. She's like, What do you mean? Like like uh like the ones that like they perform and stuff she's like no i was like no i want to be a real mermaid like ariel like of course obsessed with ariel i mean i still love ariel she is my favorite princess because mermaid of course um oh my god the new little mermaid movie so good i loved it i rewatched it the other day so good um but yeah i remember telling my mom i wanted to be a mermaid when i was little (laughs) but I've never had a mermaid tail. I've always wanted to get, like, those mermaid tails with, like, the monofin attachments to them. 
you just like swim in the water with a mermaid tail that is literally my dream but i never was able to get one i always wanted one if i ever get the chance to get one and like have a pool and like do it in my own and like space and not be embarrassed and do it in front of other people i would a hundred percent get a mermaid tail i want one so bad i want a pink one <laughs> with a matching bikini top that'd be so cool just like swim around and be a mermaid sounds so fun um okay the last thing i want to talk about is <laughs> I, I this note i wrote down is i was always the boy barbie so whenever we played with dolls like you know as in my childhood of course i played with dolls i was for some reason i was always chosen to be like the boy barbie but then after a couple times of always being chosen to be the boy barbie i kind of just like embraced it and i was always the boy barbie i was like okay i can be him like i'll be him like i'll be i forgot i know my cousin ariana ari she always (laughs) she always she had this one like ken doll i forgot his name i think it was like brian no it wasn't brian it started with a b because it matched with Barbie, but I don't remember, but I was always him, I always chose to be him, and I think that affected me to the person I am today, <laughs> I think it did, I think it really did, I think that's why I might be very gay, but I was always the boy, bar- the boy Barbie, I don't know, I just, you know, I was always the boy Barbie, I was just always, the thing is, the boy Barbie, whenever we played the games, never really had a big role, they were just kind of like there, and I think I always liked it because I was always like not really paying like I didn't have a big part in it but I still was in the story I kind of just had to listen more than just like be involved and I like that aspect but I very much also like the aspect of being a boy Barbie or being the boy Barbie um I think this is a lot about me don't know what but I think that does um yeah that was a little silly but I think that's all for today's podcast episode, the first episode of the Epic Podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed. I'm sorry if I don't, I can't do the speak very well. <laughs> it's my first podcast. I did no retakes. This is just the one and go. I mean, obviously, it did a little ad break in the middle. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening <laughs> to the Epic Podcast. And yeah, I'll see you in the next one. Bye.